and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. I hope everyone is staying safe and sane out there. This week's guest is actress Justine Michelli. Justine, best known for portraying Detective Adrian Lesniak on NYPD Blue for a couple seasons. She was written out of the show. There was no explanation to the viewers. We try to get answers from Justine regarding that. We talk about her career. We also talk about her memorable guest starring role portraying Nina on Seinfeld in that memorable episode called The Betrayal. Before Memento, that was Betrayal. The episode basically started at the end and went backwards. Very original, very great episode. Uh, she's also from Queens, just like myself, so we talk about that for a little bit. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Justine. So, Justine, I'm also from Queens, New York. Well, whereabouts in Queens are you from? Sunnyside. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Bayside. Oh, yeah. you're Upper Queens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm Lower Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. The, the, the whole Queens cl- class system, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how long did you live in Queens? Uh, lived in Queens, um, I would say, uh, 18 years. Uh, then I came to California to go to college. And then I went back to New York for about eight years, and then I was brought out to do NYPD Blue in '94. Uh, right. So when, like, when in your early life did you realize you wanted to be an actress? I was five. Okay. I was five years old. My mother put me in a um, acting uh, class in our neighborhood, and I was performing. Uh, on stage uh, with little recitals that uh, the woman who conducted the classes would have on Broadway stages. So um, it was quite exciting. Right. Um, when you like finally realized this was something you wanted to do, your, your parents were very supportive? Uh, yes, they were supportive. They were supportive. Right. Very much so. Yeah. So did you have like an idea like how would you want to do like movies, TVs, Broadway and, or any of it or um, all of it? <laughs> well, being from New York, I was uh, my first exposure was theater. Right. So I really loved theater. Um, but then when I uh, started going out on auditions, uh, then I was being sent out on uh, television and uh, film. So that's how that started. But um, originally uh, I just was about theater. Did um, were you doing also commercials back then as as well as you know trying to get theater roles? Uh, yes, I was doing all different types of commercials. Uh, that was my survival job. Right. I was doing print and I was also doing uh, TV commercials. Yes. Yeah. So, when you actually moved out to Los Angeles, did you have anything lined up, or was just I'm um, going out there with a hundred bucks in my pocket and a dream? <laughs> No, no, no. I came out to California because I was on a scholarship to go to Cal Arts. Okay. Uh, when I was eighteen, that that's what brought me out to California. Right. And then I went back to New York. Uh, thankfully, so because my father eventually uh, got cancer and he passed on. Uh, then shortly after that, I was uh, cast in NYPD Blue. So I was brought out to California on a show. Okay. No, I, so I don't, I don't have the story of I right. was, you know, 
know, mm-hmm. broken with a dollar in my pocket. Right. No, I um, I was a struggling actress, but um, I came out with the job, so that really helped a lot. Right, and before you got the role on Only Pink Blue, you were in soaps, right? You were in As the World Turns. As the World Turns, Another World. Um, yeah, and then I did uh, my first uh, primetime show I did was Law and Order, uh, which was uh, quite interesting. I was working as a stand-in. Okay. And uh, no, not a stand-in. I was working as an extra, and um, I had met one of the producers. His name was Joe Stern. And uh, one day Joe said to me, he said, I think I'm going to put you in as a stand-in. I think you will learn about the camera and um, feel your way around the set. So I started doing that. Then I started hounding him and saying, Joe, when are you going to cast me? When are you going to cast me? And he finally gave me an audition and he cast me in one role and that was wonderful. It was opposite Chris Noth. And... um, then uh, I started hounding him again because there was another part up uh, for casting. And he said, I can't cast the same actress in the same season. Hmm. And I said, Joe, you put on a different pair of clothes on me. You changed my hair. Right. No people know the difference. <laughs> so he cast me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did two. I did. Uh, I had two episodes. Uh, you know, during the season of uh, the first, you know the same season of uh, Law and Order. Right, and it seemed like every New York actor basically gets their you know cuts their teeth in at least one or two Law and Order episodes. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he was very. Uh, Good man, good man, and uh, he was just a very good man and a good friend. And I really appreciate the fact that he gave me a break. And then, of course, Stephen Boschko gave me my real break uh, when I came out to California and went on NYPD Blue. Right, and when you got um, the sh- the show was on, I think for what for a year, two two years before you got the role as of Adrian? one year. One year. Uh, it, that was the year that David Caruso was on the show. Right. Okay. And I came on second season with the departure of uh, Caruso and the entrance of Jimmy Smiths. Yeah. yeah. And th- that show, unlike Law and Order, that that film's on location in L.A., right? Or in LA, L.A., but we did coverage in New York. New York. Okay. Right. Right. Now, um, I mean, that show was obviously, you know, groundbreaking, um, you know, for, for so many different reasons. Um, what was the audition process like for that? Um. I auditioned for Alexa Vogel. Okay. Uh, uh, she uh, is a casting director in uh, New York, um, and uh, I had gone up for the. Uh, I you know went on for an on-camera audition, and uh, then one of the producers had flown in to make his final selection, and um, they had flown me out to California after he had auditioned me, and I auditioned for Bochco and David Milch and you know the whole crew. And that was the process. I was up against two other women, and um, I got it. And interestingly enough, I remember Stephen Bosco looked at my resume, and he said, what is stick shift driving on your special skills? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, in New York, I did a lot of extra work, so that was one of my skills. I could drive a stick shift. <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that, crazy that, question, yeah. crazy question, crazy <laughs> thing to put down on a resume, but that's what I did. No, that is definitely a skill. I I, I have no idea how to drive sticks, so you know, that's 
Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a dying skill these days now, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, especially you know that young when you have you know very few roles, you got to put as many skills you have on. You, you never know. <laughs> no, exactly, and you know it was about uh, you know just getting work because right. work begets work, so that was my focus. Yeah. When when you came on, what was the um, the cast and crew like accommodating? Very accommodating. Yeah. It was very accommodating. When I arrived, I had my own chair with my name on it. Right. It was quite wonderful. Yeah, it was surreal. It was very surreal. You know, um, I came from pounding the pavement and, you know, uh, trying to, you know, gain momentum in my career. And then NYPD Blue came and it was like, you know, I was a series regular and, you know, there were red carpet events and... You know, things were moving at a very fast pace. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to keep up. Yeah. Now, uh, your character, you know, I, I, it was in a tough position, I, I, I felt. And one of the you know biggest mysteries in all TV is like Happy Days, what happened to, you know, the older brother, Chuck. He went upstairs, never returned. Same thing with Adrian. Uh, end of the season, I don't know what happened. You went to the donut shop, got some coffee, and you never returned. What, what happened there? I don't know. That remains a mystery. I don't know. I don't know what the intention was. I don't know what the purpose was, but that's what they decided. Um, a lot of the females um, really had uh, short uh, runs on the right. show. They did. You know, there was a real turnover of females, um, except for Kim. Kim really lasted the longest. Yeah. yeah. Was that like the actresses, you know, just, you know, seeing the writing on the wall? Was it Stephen Bochco? Like, was it a combination of both or it was just unknown? Uh, it was just unknown. Right. It was just unknown. There was really no reason why they wrote, you know, why they wrote that scenario for the, you know, departure of Lesniak. Yeah. Was there ever, I, yeah. Was there ever like a, like a mention of you returning? I mean, cause you know, there's the show ran for, you know, a few more years. No, actually, they they did do. Um, I think it was last uh, last year. Yes, they did shoot NYPD Blue, and uh, I believe Kim Delaney was cast as the um, uh, as as uh, the head of the uh, the precinct. Okay. But unfortunately, the show didn't work, so they canceled it. Wow. Yeah, no, that, that's a shame because now everything's being like rebooted and remade. You figure, you know, that, that show in particular, what what would have like you know in, a strong interest in coming back? Oh, I would love for it to come back, but it did and it went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's a shame. Yeah. Now, like some of your particular storylines, you know, you had uh, James, you know, Martinez, you know, had interest in you, and then you mentioned that you were like you know, lesbian, and they kind of explored your sexuality. Was that something that you approved of, or just, like... Um, yeah, I was, uh, you know, um... Now, at that time, uh... There wasn't a gay character on primetime TV. Right. Uh, so, that would have been groundbreaking. Um, there was talk of it. Um, they had asked about my comfortability with it. I said it was fine. I was even asked if I would kiss another woman, and I said, absolutely, as long as it's pertinent to the storyline, but not for the sensationalism. Uh, and uh, Stephen was not in favor of it. 
uh, Bochco was in, uh, not Bochco, uh, David Milch was in favor of it. Right. Uh, but um, they decided not to go that way. They just decided not to do it. Yeah. That, and I was, I was disappointed uh, because uh, I, I thought that would, uh, that would have been a great storyline. I really do. You know, because uh, um, uh, especially uh, being a detective and being gay, that really wasn't something accepted at that time, you know. Uh, so that would have been a real uh, struggle for her to have to keep that under wraps, um, you know. But uh, it didn't work out. What can I say, No. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you, it's a life lesson. You move on. I mean, it, it, it definitely would have, you know, had at least half a season to a, a season full of storylines right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when you found out, that you're being written off like was your contract did you have like a multi-year contract there and like how does that work when you i get had a off? five i had a five-year contract which was in their favor so oh, okay. um uh they could release me at any time uh so that was the agreement uh i was actually filming a movie the uh dangerous uh well the, uh dangerous beauty in uh rome uh <clears throat> the uh second the third after the third season of NYPD Blue. And uh, I got a call from my agent, and uh, he said to me, uh, I've got something to tell you. Uh, you need to sit down. And I sat down. I said, well, what's up? And he said, well, they're not going to be returning your character to the show. You know, it's over. And I just sat there stunned. Here I was, uh, you know, on the coast of Italy, uh, overlooking the water, uh, beautiful view. And this news came, you know, and I just was paralyzed. I just was so heartbroken because I really loved being on the show and I didn't want to leave, but there was nothing I could do. So I took a hot bath and, uh, and, uh, I, I think I didn't get out of the bath for at least two hours. Wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I was a little waterlogged, you know, but, you know, then, you know, it's kind of something I had to digest and I had to kind of shake off and move on. But no one really tells you how to get a job in Hollywood and no one tells you how to be when you have to leave a job in Hollywood. And those, those are learning curves. Yeah. Now you, you would think like, you know, maybe like a veteran actor would like start teaching classes about that. They'd probably make quite a, you know, a bit of money, you know, with like, you know, new, new actors had, had to basically try, you know, get, get a job and just, you know, the attitude towards it and just be prepared. You know, you would think that would be something that, you know, people would be interested in. Uh, there are lots of people that do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. there are. It's out there. Right. If you find, you look for it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Now, like, you know, whether a character, like your character or just like any other character on a show that is on there, you know, for a season, you know, however long they, they are, and then all of a sudden they're gone, you know, the next season, and then they're just written off the show entirely without an explanation. Do you think that's kind of like, does it disservice to, to the viewers? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was a, a lot of uh, controversy about why I left. Right. Amongst my fans, you know, because they would write me, and, um, you know, I just 
you know, would reply that was a decision of the producers. Yeah. You know, that's all the information I could give them. But, yeah, I think there should have been some sort of explanation, something. But that's what they chose to do. Right. Yeah, no, it's just basically you can throw, you know, it wouldn't help you. But, you know, just a throwaway line or, you know, something just, oh, you got transferred or something like that. You, you, you know, it just, I, I think it just, you know, insults, you know, the, the viewers, especially for a show like that. That was, you know, pretty intelligent. It was very intelligent, but, um, uh, I don't know, big mystery, yeah. big mystery. Yeah. Did you have, unfortunately, unfortunately, Steven is not with us anymore. So I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we can't really find out. Yeah. <laughs> Now, 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 speaking of the other, you know, co-creator, David Milks, did you have a lot of interaction with him? No, I don't. I haven't uh, seen David since the show. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, because, you know, Deadwood, you know, it's, it's a fantastic show and, you know, they had the movie, you know, recently. So, you know, it would have been great to have you, you know, and something like that. Yeah, no, I had, I didn't have contact with David after the show. And um, I had seen Stephen once after that right. at an event. But that was really about all the contact I had with either men. Right. Now, you mentioned Dangerous Beauty, which, you know, I haven't seen the movie in years. But, you know, when I saw it, I thought it was pretty good. You know, Caroline McCormick was in it, Rufus Sewell. You know, a, a pretty good cast, you know, you included. And I know finding out that you're not going to be on NYPD Blue anymore probably, you know, did something about your um, experience filming that movie. But what besides that, what was the experience like on that movie? It was great. I I uh, I really loved being in Europe, right. being in filming. It was uh, shot on this on the uh, soundstage of Cinecittà, which is a big uh, studio in Rome. Uh, it was just a great cast, uh, uh, great times every day. Uh, everybody was happy. Uh, it was a lot of laughter. Um, it was just wonderful. It was a great experience. So, unfortunately, when I received that news, that kind of put a wrench uh, in the experience for me uh, because I needed to uh, get past my disappointment and focus on the film. Right. So that was a challenge. That was a real challenge, yeah. I have to say. No, yeah. Definitely. Now, after that, you had some you know, memorable guest roles in X-Files and uh, You're Undercover, which was another great show that was on Fox. Uh, you, Sopranos, you know, the, the pilot episode – uh, but obviously the most memorable one is on Seinfeld's playing Nina in one of the most, you know, original episodes out there before they had the movie Memento, they had the betrayal. Um, what was that experience like making that episode? Oh God. Um, fantastic. Right. <laughs> it, was it was great to work with them. I mean, they were all brilliant and you know, it was just uh, a great set to be on. You know, the only thing that I think was funny, um, you know, I originally uh, <clears throat> had auditioned uh, for Seinfeld. Uh, there was an episode with uh, Garofalo. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, his, his fiance. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to, I was actually cast in her role. Oh, wow. And I was supposed to be, you know, a mirror image of Jerry. Yeah. Well, I don't do impersonations. I'm that's not the type of acting that I do. Right. And um we were uh we were uh, rehearsing and uh I felt in my gut this was not right for me. Um and it wasn't right for the show. 
But I couldn't say that to Jerry and I couldn't say that to the director. So we all finished rehearsing and I went home and I remember lying on bed with my hands on my chest and thinking, my God, how am I going to get through this? Um, uh, I know this just isn't right. And I get a phone call uh, saying that they're going to recast it. So part of me was relieved. Right. Part of me was very disappointed. But the beautiful thing that happened out of the whole experience was that Jerry Seinfeld called me on three occasions. He called me the first time and I wasn't home. Then he tried me the second time. Then he got me on the third time. And he said to me, uh, we really admire you on NYPD Blue. We think you're a very good actress. And I'm paraphrasing at this point. Right. And he says, uh, I really would like to bring you in on another role. And I have to say, Jerry stuck to his word. He brought me back and he cast me as Nina in the backward episode of The Betrayal. So I was on a total high. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just great. You know, I mean, how many people do you really get? in our industry that really stick to their word. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. So he, he's he really, uh, he really was a gentleman. He really was. Yeah. Cause that was like, I think at least two seasons after you got cast in the other role that I think was the final, the final season or the betrayal was in. So it, it took a while, but at least he's, he definitely stuck to his word. So, it, and then that no, role, I did. yeah. And yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And then that episode, you know, was, was fantastic. Um, you know, just the interactions between, you know, obviously Jason Alexander and Jerry and, and, and you is just, you know, another di dynamic that you don't really see between those two characters because they always have their separate, you know, uh, woman problems. But, you know, with you being, you know, kind of like the, the you know, the, the central character. Well, it was the only, I was the only female that struck George and Jerry in the same episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, just, I mean, it was a memorable episode just with George wearing the, uh, the Timberlands the whole time and then painting them and everything. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And you know, even, even Kramer had his, you know, great side story about, you know, ma making a birthday wish and stuff like that and being told to drop dead. So it was, you know, even though he wasn't in India, his thought, you know, his B story was, was pretty memorable nonetheless. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so after you got, you know, finished with acting, like what, what are you, what are you up to these days? Uh, these days I am, uh, uh, actually I'm caretaking for my mother okay. is what I'm doing at this point in my life. Uh, I still audition and I still work here and there, but um, my main focus right now is my mother. She's 94, and uh, she uh, is, uh, you know, unfortunately um, challenged with her legs. And uh, so I uh, have become her caretaker. Right. No, it's, it's you know, de definitely an admirable job, and, you know, that all healthcare providers, you know, are definitely underappreciated and especially um you know daughters or sons who take care of their elderly parents it's it's, it's tough i've seen my mother do that with my you know grandparents and uh i don't envy you one bit well it's i have to say my mother is uh, a wonderful human being right and uh it's a pleasure 
to uh, assist her at this time of her life. She was a wonderful mother, and she was very present for me as I was growing up. And uh, I believe in uh, what goes around comes around. So she's definitely uh, entitled for me to be there for her. As well as my other two sisters. I also have two other sisters that also uh, participate in that as well. Right. No, it's 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 great that you actually you know, can appreciate the fact that she gave so much to you, and that you're you know you're doing the same for her now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But Justine, thank you for a few minutes today. Uh, stay safe during these you know crazy times, and you know best of luck with your new mother. Well, thank you. Uh, be safe, and uh, you know uh, my best to the family. <laughs> and a special thanks to justine for joining me today and if you have a guest suggestion hit me up on twitter at the personal 19 or the page reliving my youth on facebook we all have plenty of time right now so you might as well catch up on a past episode go to itunes and while you're there please rate and review the show if you don't have itunes not a problem it shows on soundcloud as well as on podbean and go to livingmyyouth.brothers.com for any merchandise a new episode comes out every wednesday sometimes thursday and before we go Special shout out to all the essential employees right now, especially the grocery store workers stocking the shelves for everybody, doctors, healthcare providers, everyone who's working right now during this crisis. We'll see you next week.